This is New York. 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 I got a lot to say. <laughs> May I have your attention, please? Welcome aboard the Staten Island Ferry. Passengers are reminded to keep all personal belongings with them at all times. This is New York is a podcast from DNA Info. Each episode, we explore a different borough with our reporter on the ground there. We're sitting here today in Staten Island. I'm Gwen Hogan, your host, and I'm joined by my new co-host, Nicole Levy. How's it going, Nicole? Good. Thanks for having me here today. And we are in Staten Island for maybe the fifth time in our lives consecutively if we put them all together. Maybe that's it. I don't know if that's under. I, we've driven on the highways and I took the ferry one time. Sorry. <laughs> and anyway, we're in here in Staten Island because of our wonderful coworker, Nick Rizzi, who's covered the borough for us for the past four years. Um, he's a native Staten Islander, and um, here he is. Thank you so much for uh, taking this time to meet with us today, Nick. Thanks for uh, asking me. You want to start off, Nicole? I do. So a lot of New Yorkers haven't visited Staten Island, and they have a lot of ridiculous misconceptions, like it's all landfill, um, everyone here has a spray tan. So we wanted to ask you, what are some of the most obnoxious things, questions you are asked, and or what are the most obnoxious things that people have said about the borough? Well, I mean, if they just fact-checked a little bit, the landfill closed in 2001. It's being turned into a beautiful park. Um, they have sort of open houses every year, and we went the past two years, and it's sort of like you forget you're in New York City, you forget you're in Staten Island. I've showed people pictures that look sort of like a European countryside, and it used to be a landfill. And if you you know check on DNA Info, you can see that um, some rare birds have started to come back to the area as they renovated it. And also, if you just come here, you can clearly see that not everybody has spray tan. I'm pretty pale. There is also, it's a pretty diverse borough, so there are people of all walks of life. Some do have spray tans, but I've seen spray tans outside of Staten Island as well. Um, and so, so some of the most obnoxious questions I get on a um, regular basis when I tell people from outside Staten Island that I live here, well, I've gotten why before, which... It's, why? People are just like, why? Yeah, and I usually tell them, you know, why is anybody from anywhere? It's, you know, people like different things, people like different atmospheres, and it's a lot more affordable than the rest of the city, and you can get a lot more bang for your buck here, and there are, well, that's, you know, people also ask, what do you do at night? It's, there's, it's, it's not like we sit at home all night and look at each other. There are plenty of things. <laughs> that's romantic. <laughs> Well, I mean, we do, but uh, there are plenty of things to do. There's He's getting married in the fall, so. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, there's lots of artists. There's lots of musicians. There's sort of, you know, there's art galleries. There's plenty of stuff to do. There's great restaurants. And also people feel the need to tell me that they've either never been there or they've just been on the ferry and came back which that's what i just did at the beginning right, of this yeah. podcast they do that i'm sorry they do that often and you know it's it's that's it's, why you rolled your eyes yeah it's it's their it's their loss like i mean if you're gonna claim to be a new yorker 
you should be in every borough. I've done it several times where I've been in every borough on the same day, so you have no excuse. Yeah. Everybody come to Staten Island. On that note, what are some of the, if I'm not from Staten Island, what are the reasons I should come? What can I go visit here? Well, if you actually leave the ferry terminal, you can get to... Our beaches are ranked as some of the cleanest in the city, and I can tell you from growing up, they are 10 times cleaner than they were when I was younger. Um, also, there are plenty of um, beautiful parks. Um, one is Snug Harbor Cultural Center. It is a former sailors retirement community that was chained into a public park, and it has like three museums or so, art galleries, and just beautiful gardens. Um, there's also a Chinese garden, which is worth the price of admission, which I think is a couple of bucks, but everything else is free. There are some historic sites there too. And um, there's also amazing Sri Lankan food. We have a really large population of Sri Lankan immigrants. I'm pretty sure we have the most in the city um, and close to the most in the country, and the food is exceptional. Rolling back to parks, Staten Island has a reputation for being the greenest borough. Could you talk a little bit about Staten Islanders' relationship with nature? Well, since we do have probably in a smaller concentrated area uh, more parks than the rest of the city, we do have to deal with, you know, you're near, if depending on the neighborhood you live in, you're, you might be really, you might be right next to nature. You might have a backyard that's a park or, um, and, you know, with that comes animals and, and, you know, stuff like that. We've had, you know, growing up, we've had all this regular animals like the rest of the city, um, you know, raccoons, rats, and squirrels. But recently we've been dealing with uh, exploding deer population and, of course, our famous turkeys on, in South Beach. Why don't you tell us a little about, a bit about those turkeys? So if you ever have to go to the South Beach Psychiatric Center or Staten Island University Hospital North, you'll pretty immediately notice there's a flock of turkeys. Um, they're considered a hybrid flock, which is uh, a mix of wild and domestic turkeys. Um, the state believes that, I th- that you know, um, a couple years ago, um, you know, pretty significant amount of years ago, somebody released a pet turkey that they were keeping into the area. They mated with another turkey, and sort of the population just kept growing and growing from there. And so, you know, now you, it's really hard to go to that area without finding a turkey or being stuck in traffic as you wait for a turkey to cross the street. Have you personally had any close encounters with the turkey kind? Um, yeah, a couple times. I've had to wait to let them cross the street. And one time when I was driving along the hospital street, um, turkeys don't really fly. They sort of just glide a little bit. And he glided a little bit almost in front of my car. So I had to slam on my brakes to let him go. Luckily, he was fine and I was fine. So all's well. Phew. I'm really happy for that turkey and for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, Nick. Thanks for tolerating our ignorance about your beautiful borough. It's a free ferry ride from anybody, and it takes 25 minutes, and there are things to do if you leave the boat. Wow. I'm inspired. Yeah, I'm getting off the boat the next time. We did get get off the boat today. (laughs) We drove here, but metaphorically, we got off the boat. 
<laughs> right. Well, you can also just drive here too, but get out of your car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. All, all, all passengers must depart the ferry at this time. So where are we right now, Nicole? What? Where are we right now? We are approaching the campus of the Staten Island University Hospital, where we're about to meet David Karopkin. He is the founder of Goose Watch NYC, which is a group he formed to initially protect the Canada geese of Prospect Park. Wow. So it's <gasps> Turkeys! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop beating around the bush. We just found the turkeys we're looking for. What's your name, sir? There are dozens of turkeys that live on the grounds of the hospital and nearby psychiatric center. They've been spotted to the south, hanging out by the beach, and the turkeys wander through streets and backyards of Dongan Hills, a neighborhood just to the north. Them, they're just there. They're, it's like they're a part of the hospital. They're always there. Like, you come to settle in the hospital, the turkeys are outside. They don't affect me. I don't mind them here. Do you like having them here? It doesn't bother me one way or the other. So we actually get a kick out of it because we watch the traffic build up. That's a lot of traffic. No, they just try to cross the street, but there's so many of them, and they take their sweet-ass time, and people have no idea how to drive around them, so they just sit here and wait. It's funny. How, uh, how you came and fed them today? I'm doing it right now. What, what did you bring? Bird seed and whatever, fruit and water. How long have you been feeding the turkeys? Hmm. Years and years, I don't know. No, probably 10 years. Is there something you like about having them around? No, it's just that it's wildlife, you know. They were here before us. But not everyone was indifferent to the turkeys. Some complained about turkey poop getting tracked into the hospital. The turkeys blocked traffic and sometimes emergency vehicles, and many of them weren't afraid of people and swarmed if they thought you had food. And then the federal government stepped in. I got a phone call that there were um, turkeys rounded up on Staten Island. The USD agents showed up and started capturing the turkeys and took them to a slaughterhouse. Meet David Karopkin. I am the founder of Goose Watch NYC. Which is better, geese or turkeys? No, they're not better than each other. Come on. <laughs> I like geese and I like turkeys. Anyway, David got this phone call because he's an animal rights activist, and he'd seen the same exact thing happen in Prospect Park, near where he's from, back in 2010, only with geese instead of turkeys. There was a massacre of geese in Prospect Park. We spent a lot of time and energy trying to figure out why is the city killing geese and how do we stop it? That was the summer after the miracle on the Hudson when a plane's engine sucked in a flock of geese and the pilot had to land it in the Hudson River. We took shifts and we spent the entire summer camped out at the park just to ensure that if there was a roundup that we'd be there and be able to document it and there were no roundups that summer. Since then, Goosewatch NYC has continued to protest the killing of geese. They patrol New York City parks, making sure they're present whenever the United States Department of Agriculture steps in for a roundup. Look at these poor geese. They're shaking. Still, the culls continued to happen. 
The group filmed a roundup in Jamaica Bay Wildlife Refuge this June. There's a video that you can watch on our website of USDA agents capturing geese and stuffing them into orange crates. What other few animals? On Staten Island, Goosewatch helped rally residents and local politicians who wanted to protect the turkeys. They managed to get the federal government to stop the culls, but they still needed to figure out how to deal with the turkeys. Why couldn't the birds just be released into the wild? They had made a determination that these turkeys were quote-unquote hybrid, that they were some subspecies or variant genetically from the quote-unquote pure turkeys that live upstate. They could not just be relocated into the wild and they would taint the gene pool. So they had to come up with another solution. Through our community efforts to convince the government agencies that, you know, hold the fate of, of these turkeys um, to allow them to be brought to a sanctuary upstate rather than to continue to have them sent to slaughterhouses. It seems to be working out wonderfully. All of the turkeys are there, they're strutting around. It's a beautiful thing. People get very, you know, really surprised to see wildlife in New York City sometimes. Like, like only people belong here and animals don't really belong here. Not only are we not removed from wildlife in New York City, but quite the opposite, that we have maybe a responsibility to care. There's no solution, there's no magic pill. Killing the turkeys is not a solution either. To feel every day that we live in a culture of killing and a culture of death and to have death and killing be the answer to every problem that we have, first of all, just strikes me as, as terribly wrong. And that philosophy reverberates from the top all the way to the bottom. Coexisting and tolerance every single day, it's something that you have to do. We don't have to have control over what these turkeys are doing. They can just be here and that's okay. You've been listening to This Is New York, a podcast from DNA Info. Music in this episode comes from The Silent Partner and the Free Music Archive. I'm Gwen Hogan. And I'm Nicole Levy. Thanks for listening.